I feel to an extent that I am this harbinger of just, as Time Bandits put it, pure concentrated evil. I don't mean to be when I'm talking about the economy. But it's it's clear and it's obvious that this problem is upon us and we, we've got far too many people who want to deny it's a problem. This was CNBC just a little bit earlier today. It's interesting. When we talk about how likely is a soft landing, people seem to be thinking it's either a soft landing or it's a, it's a drop into recession relatively quickly, as opposed to things just continue to run sort of hot with inflation above trend and, and maybe the job market remaining very strong. Where do you think it's settling out? Look, I think there's four possibilities here. Um, there's a soft landing. I think at best about a 10% chance of that. Really hard to bring this magnitude of inflation down without a recession. There's the hard landing that solves it. But yeah, I agree with you. I think there's two scenarios that are even more likely than either of those. One is continued overheating. The unemployment rate stays below four and a half. The inflation rate stays uncomfortably high. I think, unfortunately, the most likely scenario is we have a mild recession. It brings inflation down, but it brings it down to something like three and a half percent. And so it does not solve our problem. And we need to have another go at the whole thing. Now. That idea of another go at the whole thing means you've increased interest rates, you've brought things down a little bit uh, in, in terms of a recession, you brought some things back into line, but you didn't bring enough things into line, so therefore you got to increase interest rates again to further battle the inflation. Ha, 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 That's not what you want. But conceptually, I think that everyone who is rational understands that whatever you want to call it, it is coming. And one needs to be fully prepared. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Guys like Jamie Dimon discussing... The economy. I'm a chop liver. I get it. I'll take it. Jamie, let's talk about what's happening. It, it, it is great to see him be back in person. And I, I think there's so much happening right now around the globe. Um, we've been waiting for this conversation. You, you know what's happening in markets. You know what's happening in the economy. You know what's happening with consumers. What do you see right now? I think everybody was concerned. What was it, six months ago when you said a hurricane is coming, you better prepare? Yeah. So uh, I didn't really say that. But, but for, let's just start by saying the United States economy is the strongest economy in the world today. So we should celebrate that a little bit. And that's why capital is coming here, business is coming here, it's still growing. If you look in the short run, the consumer is spending 10% more than last year and 40% more than pre-COVID. They're spending it in different things, so all you speak is up here. They're, some are doing better, some are doing worse. That's a tremendous sum of money, and they have a trillion and a half dollars still in their checking accounts more than pre-COVID. So the spending is down. That's the good news. And the companies are in good shape, too, by the way. And their balance sheet, consumer balance sheet is in great shape. The other news, which is not good, is that rates are now, you know, 4% on their way to 5 uh, Inflation is eroding everything I just said. And that a trillion and a half dollars will run out sometime mid-year next year. The rosy picture, I appreciate him as the head of J.P. Morgan Chase explaining why it isn't a, a long-lasting rose. 
And when we see people across the country putting more and more debt on credit cards that are averaging 22% interest rates, including groceries, well, it's just an even further indicator about how bad things are, never mind how bad they're getting. Christine Romans at CNN. Good morning. We hate to put a damper on Christmas, but... What is happening? Why are these prices going up? Higher, Roman. higher fuel costs, higher fertilizer costs. I mean, you look at Christmas only comes once a year. And this year, compared with last year, a lot of the input pot costs are higher for these uh, for these tree growers. So the wholesale prices could be up about 15 percent this year. What goes in must comes out, come out at the page at, you know, what you pay for it. Everything we touch is more expensive. I feel awful bringing these stories again and again. However, I, to an extent, feel a serious responsibility to do it. And I will tell you on a personal level, I am infuriated with the administration, whether it be Biden himself, whether it be uh, the, the architect of the nonsense, Ron Klain, whether it be the White House press secretary, Cringe John Pierre, who want to make the statement they actually want to tell you that their data, what they're looking at, they don't see recession on the horizon. If they don't, they're the only people who don't, and they don't because they choose it. They choose not to see and not to honestly address the situation. They choose to gaslight. They choose to lie. They choose this. It's, I think, a terrible, terrible choice. One that is most incredibly, incredibly dangerous. To say uh, to Americans, we don't see a, a recession. And so now what we're seeing, and you've heard us talk about this, is we're seeing an economy uh, that's going into a transition to more stable and steady growth. Uh, So we do not foresee uh, a a, uh, recession. The data that I just laid out that we have seen the last couple months uh, does not show uh, a recession. It's your choice. You can believe Corinne Jean-Pierre, Cringe Jean-Pierre, or you can believe Jamie Dimon. I leave it up to you. And there is a follow-up. What happens on Wall Street is much different than what happens on Midwest Main Street. We've only been talking about this for forever. There's a real difference. And there's a real difference for how they're geared up and a real difference in how these things are being handled and how they're being dealt with. If you were to ask me anecdotally, how do I think people are dealing with this? They are hunkered down. I booked a vacation for uh, the, the, the end of the month. I'm not telling you where I'm going. What I will tell you is the only reason I am going is because I found, oddly enough, the flight deal and I found the hotel deal. I can tell you that I'm a man who flies first class. It's one of the few things I allow myself. I'm not doing it. Well, I'm going with the whole family. I looked at those numbers and I said, that's just not a value. I want to. I like to be comfortable. It matters to how the whole experience goes. Couldn't do it. So I gave on that one. And when I started taking a look at where some of these costs were, I'm like, uh, 
I can't, I can't afford to do this trip. And then I found something through literally weeks of looking, looking and looking and searching and comparing, going on beyond the cheap. I'll tell you all about it after it's done. If I could not have found the two deals I did, I would have stayed home. Well, I wonder how many people are going to make that choice or are they giving it one last hurrah and they don't actually even care about it? People are making decisions now and they have for the past months about their economic future. That's happening. And I don't know if that's happening on Wall Street, but it is sure as hell happening on Midwest Main Street. Business owners are making decisions about their future. Do you know how many layoffs people have told me about personally? Get ready for what's coming. Goodness gracious. It's a little bit different, even though they have layoffs on Wall Street. They tend to want to see all the, you know, a rosier picture. Midwest Main Street, they got to deal with it. So that's where the economy is right now. I just think we should be honest people and we should be prepared people. I am going to give 30 seconds to this latest Kanye story and then remind you of a story that was awful, horrible, and I don't even think the reward, or I should say the uh, the the judgment, was anywhere near enough. Those two stories coming up. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. All right. Kanye West, 30 seconds. Just 30 seconds, guys. That's all I'm asking for. Look, at this stage, you know what? I think you can give me a little grace. I can be like, all right, cats. 30 seconds of Kanye. 30 seconds. We'll give it to you. I start with 16 seconds of him saying uh, he was on the, this was a Proud Boys podcast. I didn't even know they had a podcast. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Who doesn't have a podcast at this stage of the game? Kanye West. We start with 16 seconds. Uh, 16 seconds of my 30 seconds. Here it is. You can't tell me who I can love and who I can't love. You can't say, you can't force your pain on everyone else. Jewish people, forgive Hitler today. Let it go. Let it go. And stop trying to force it on other people. Good night. Well. Well, that's a thing. That was 16 seconds. So I am now, uh, uh, let's do the math. Uh, Kylan is, is running the show today. Kylan, uh, let me ask you, if, if, I, if I needed 30 seconds and I just played 16 seconds of Kanye, note that time I can never get back. How much time do I have left to make my uh, case? Let's go 14 seconds. 14 seconds. Let's put it on the clock. Let's put it on the clock here. I'll do it right here. I, sh- I should have some kind of timer thing. Uh, but I, I, we're not we're not that sophisticated here. Fourteen seconds. Are you ready? Are you ready? Here we go and go. Forgiveness comes for people who were actually wronged. So you can decide to forgive. But anybody who's taking advice from Kanye on how to live your life or engage in forgiveness is out of their mind. Why is anybody paying attention to Kanye to begin with? Fourteen seconds. Boom. What did I just say? That's why I'm a professional. People, do not try this at home. 14 seconds, hot diggity. Boom. You know, Ava Kaur, uh, Holocaust survivor, uh, Hoosier, uh, who, who passed away uh, from Indiana, passed a uh, Hoosier. It's 
call people from Indiana, Hoosier, uh, passed away a few years ago. And uh, the, the whole museum they have in Terre Haute, candles and everything else. She was a believer in forgiving Nazis. Like she wanted the forgiveness. And there, there is something to the idea of forgiveness and it unburdens your soul. I think there's something extremely important about that and something rather special about that. But forgiveness can't come from the outside. It has to come from the person who was actually affected. And the idea of let it go, well, I think that means just move on, get over it. Nah. Never again doesn't mean getting over it. It means you keep it here. You keep an eye out. But you don't let it control your life. You just are aware. You want to you want to do it the way Ava Core did. You're more than welcome to, if you feel that you're somebody who needs to engage that level of forgiveness. I don't think it's my forgiveness to give personally. We leave that. We move over to a story out of Reason, Reason.com, and I remember watching this video as the single sickest thing I'd ever witnessed. It's the story of a man by the name of Daniel Shaver, who in 2016, Mesa Police, Mesa, Arizona, that's outside of Phoenix, responded to a report of a man pointing a rifle out a hotel window. It was this guy showing a pellet gun he'd used at his exterminator job to a couple other hotel guests in his room. Police show up. They're ordering Shaver out of the hotel room and onto the ground. He's got his hands behind his head, but they don't handcuff him. The officers start yelling different orders at him to crawl towards them. I think this was the video where they say, crawl towards us on your knees while keeping your hands behind your head. And if you fall, you fall flat on your face. You try that, guys. You try and see what happens there. The guy is clearly drunk. The guy is scared out of his mind. His pants are falling down even though he's on his knees and without thinking because he wants to be able to to crawl, he tries to lift his pants up. The police decided he was a threat and they shot him. Five times and they killed him. The police in this case reached an $8 million settlement with the widow. I'm here to tell you it's not enough. If you ask me, whether or not I believe we need a strong, confident, competent police force, the answer is yes. If you tell me there was a reason to shoot this guy and these, these officers were in danger for their lives and you don't understand, we're not going to just agree to disagree. I'm going to look at you, even if you're a cop, with the gun on your belt and tell you you're wrong. That cop should be thrown in jail, $8 million ain't enough it is the most horrifying video i have ever 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 witnessed because the officers involved they were going to kill somebody that day crawl on your knees with your hands behind your head and if you fall Don't put your arms out to catch yourself. I mean, they were literally saying things like, we will shoot you if you do this, if you do that, if you do the other. The officer involved 
was acquitted of second-degree murder and reckless manslaughter. I, I simply cannot abide that. can't absolutely unconscionable disgusting and despicable i am thankful that at least there was some level of restitution but it's an example of i am not anti-cop i am anti this cop this cop was wrong, and a defense uh, some, saying that, you, Tony, you don't know what it's like in the situation. Watch the video. There's just no excuse. There's just no excuse. And I agree. We demand a lot. A lot from police. We demand, in, in a way, a level of perfection from police i absolutely believe that to be true and yes an issue but when we see the egregious we should say so and i would argue that that's more than eight million dollars now you can say to me tony how do you even put a price on the on the thing you're right you're right would three million have been okay would would it be 42 million i that's my own emotion on that subject. I admit it. That's my emotion to the thing, saying no way, not enough. But police officers should be forced to watch that video as a way not to act. There are plenty of time where cops are put in real danger. They're being attacked. Someone's threatening. Someone's menacing. And for that, I more often than not, vast majority of cases, will side with that officer. Gladly. This, I will get that story up on Locals, TonyCats.Locals.com. And I think there's a way to, uh, to watch the, uh, the video. Watch, watch it. Absolutely, positively watch it. Tell me what you think. TonyCats.Locals.com. This is Tony Katz today. So is there now a reconsideration going on in the Biden White House? You know, they, they took all these military members and they said, oh, you're not going to get yourself a vaccine. Well, then you're out. A, a ridiculous, nonsense position, one that was foolhardy and ignorant. And people are like, well, it's the military. They take, you know, they take uh, 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 vaccines all the time. And I made some of those arguments that, look, the military could very well be different than uh, a, a civilian in terms of what you can force on them. And I will again state that any CEO within the sound of my voice who said you had to be vaccinated, otherwise you don't have a job, you will always be guilty. There is never a moment where you did the right thing. You will always, for the rest of your days, be wrong. And not just wrong, as wrong as wrong can be. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. They should be clear. Find everything, by the way, TonyKatz.Locals.com. You will never be correct. You need me to tell you nose to nose? I'll do it. 
and I've run into some of these CEOs, and I, I've, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in general a pretty nice guy. I say hello. I say how are you. Um, every time I'm like, I don't know why I'm saying hello. I don't want to talk to them. I'm disgusted by what they did. Disgusted by what they did. Forcing people to get vaccinated or it costs you your job. Sorry, uh, it don't don't ask me to have respect for you. That's simply not going to happen. But we decided that we were going, we were going to uh, tell uh, nurses who were heroes just a couple of years ago that now they're villains if they didn't want to get vaccinated. We're going to tell police officers that we're in. We need. And we're going to tell them, ah, you're, you don't really count. And then we're going to take their pensions. We're going to take their livelihoods. And we did the same thing to military members. Well, as the story goes, Newsmax with the story Eric Mack reporting, President Biden is weighing removing the requirement for service. The Defense Secretary, Lloyd Austin, wants to keep it. It's the House Minority Leader, Kevin McCarthy, who stated that in the National Defense Authorization Act, There has to include a reversal of the COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Otherwise, the bill will not move. That according to the Washington Examiner. McCarthy said, I've been very clear with the president. This is the first sign of having divided government. You got to compromise. You got some compromise here. And we've got something that Republicans have been working very hard, a number of Democrats too, trying to find success. And Biden's like, I'll consider it. I'll consider it. Well, it was a mistake to it was a mistake to begin with so so we're all perfectly clear of course it was a mistake to begin with it was a mistake to 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 say that um you should you as a a service member should be forced into this nonsense tulsi gabbard uh, speaking, uh, she was on on Fox talking to, to Brian Kilmeade about this subject. Yeah, Brian, it makes absolutely no sense. And it just points to, frankly, the failure of leadership, both within the DOD and in politicians in Washington, including President Biden. Uh, you know, how can they say that they have a recruiting problem without actually looking in the mirror and recognizing, hey, maybe that problem starts with me as a leader in the DOD? Uh, I know people personally, Brian, who have been uh, kicked out of the military, some who've served 10 years, 20 years, 25 years, all because of this mandate that makes no sense and frankly is based on a lie that Fauci and others continue to propagate as they have throughout this whole thing, which is these vaccines will prevent you from catching COVID and that it will prevent you from spreading COVID. Uh, The fact that this is even a question at this point, whether or not to lift this DOD mandate and that Secretary Austin is opposing it is just absolute madness. What to speak of the fact that you've got people like Adam Smith saying that, uh, you know, well, we won't even consider reinstating those who were kicked out under this crazy policy um, because, well, people have to follow orders. It it should be no question that this mandate should be lifted and those who were kicked out under this wrongheaded decision should be reinstated with back pay. 
It's interesting to hear people in the military talk about this subject and the idea of following orders. And that's why I played the clip from Tulsi Gabbard. I, I, I say again, as clear as day, I've always liked Tulsi Gabbard. I've had the opportunity to be nose to nose with, with the representative and interview her when she was running for president there in, in New Hampshire. I have always liked her and liked her presentation. She beat the living crap out of Senator Kamala Harris. And the Democratic Party rewarded her by putting her in the trunk. She's not a conservative. Let's all understand each other. I don't care that she fills in for Tucker. She's not a conservative. But that is not that is a reason not to vote for her for president. That's not a reason not to enjoy her company or to listen to an, a conversation she could have as a member of the military regarding this idea of following orders. How do people in the military view this conversation? Well, if I listen to Tulsi Gabbard, there is something to be said for the order to fight versus the order to inject. These are different things. I, I don't believe anyone anywhere would say if you join the military and now you're not willing to uh, do what is necessary, that that's okay. And we have gone through this in small numbers with people who are, what were they, conscientious objectors and things like that. Were there other roles that you could fill within the military? Those kinds of questions. Otherwise, you, you got imprisoned. Well, this is about, that, that's a conversation about actually fighting for the country. This is certainly a different subject. And it comes from, well, you didn't prove to me that it was safe and you didn't prove to me that it was effective or necessary. So let's deal with it in its component parts. Safe. Are there people who have had complications from the COVID vaccine? Absolutely. My problem is I can show you people who have had complications from a myriad of things is that people had complications from the COVID vaccine for me is not enough to say that somehow the COVID vaccine didn't help a fair amount of people. Of course it did. Of course we have the data. It goes without saying, but allow me to say it, that the vaccine did in massive amounts of cases, lessen the time that people had uh, issues and reduce severity of those issues. That's fact the creation of the vaccine in that time frame is still remarkable stuff it is outrageous to think that you can't say well look at what happened here here and here look at the people with issues of myocarditis look at the people who died at very young ages isn't that odd and peculiar yes it is and you will never get an objection from me about looking at those things, investigating those things, talking about those things, thinking about those things. And it was always wrong everywhere, anytime it happened, for anybody to say you're not allowed to be on social media and discuss that stuff. Of course you can. Notice that we just did two things at the same exact time. I noticed what it is the vaccine did for millions of people. And I notice what happened to some people due to the vaccine, which is why a people should be allowed to decide for themselves. When it comes to kids and the vaccine, I will admit to you, I know people who have had their kids vaccinated and their friends, and we just disagree. I don't get it at all. At all. Kids getting vaccinated, young people getting vaccinated. No, no, no. 
give me four or five years of study and data. Show me how everybody else does, and then we can discuss it. At that moment, we can discuss it. We can have ourselves a conversation about what it is we're seeing here, what it is that has happened here, and then whether or not it's the right thing to do for my kids. But you want to tell me that in order for a kid to go back to school, they have to have a vaccine that doesn't actually have the level of study that the other vaccines that kids take have. That's surreal. That is ugly. And then as uh, Representative Gabbard noted, let's discuss some things that we know. People did say, I had actually talked about The View, uh, the, the, the ladies of The View, uh, on, on this subject, but there are other subjects, uh, other ways to discuss it, other people who had discussed it. There are people out there who will tell you, they will tell you point blank. Oh, yeah, you, you, you get the vaccine and you won't get COVID. You get the vaccine, you can't spread COVID. All that's a lie. Remember they told you the, the, the pandemic is just, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, now, as the Washington Post reported, it's the vaccinated who get COVID because the vaccine doesn't stop you from getting COVID. All you had to do was listen to Pfizer from the very beginning. It's 95% effective. So it's 5% not effective. So you can still get COVID. And then they st- they had the freaking audacity in 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 uh, the the, uh, the the circles the the medical circles and and the CDC and Fauci it's a breakthrough case. What do you mean breakthrough? The door was open. At least five percent. The door was open. If the door is open, it's not a breakthrough. It was there. The opportunity was there. By the way, it's a great way of describing to people why we need a wall on the southern border. Look what happens when you have an opening. And then people are like, are you describing migrants as viruses? Whoa, 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 whoa. You're reading in a little too sickly about that. I'm saying that if you leave an opening, people will take advantage of the opening. And yes, a disease can take advantage of an opening. I'm not calling the people diseases. Nice effort, though. Nice spinny spin spin. You leave an opening. The virus took advantage of the opening, the 5%. And they called it breakthrough cases. I always thought that was super strange, super peculiar that they would call it a breakthrough case. But they also told people that if you get the vaccine, you can't spread it. You can't get it, you can't spread it. And that was always a lie. And we knew that was a lie early on. So why should these soldiers and, and, and airmen, why should they trust this vaccine will help them in any way, shape, or form? And what about the message that it's sending? It just sends such a, it's a, here's the message that it sends, Brian, is that the leaders of this country don't appreciate those who have raised their hands and volunteered to serve and lay their lives down in service to this country. That's the message that they're sending out with this. They're more concerned about, uh, you know, being pleasing or popular to the woke people who really think that this is the most important thing and are actually refusing to look at science than they actually care about doing what's best for people. COVID is a very real disease. 
disease. It, it poses a great risk sure. to vulnerable populations. And those who are concerned about it have options available to them, one of them being a vaccine. But to mandate this for the military and kick people out uh, or not allow them to serve, continue serving this country because of a right. mandate that's proven, again, that's made no sense. It, 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 it's just um, it's undermining what they're trying to accomplish with these recruiting it's, goals. It's, it really is. And it's one of the many reasons why people are not joining and they have missed their goal numbers again and again and again. But the idea of a vaccine mandate also flies in the face of science. And we have learned that science is not the thing that really moved people, that governed people, that governed the CDC or Fauci or anybody in the media outlets. Wearing a mask became a symbol of your politics as opposed to a recognition of what was happening scientifically. Your vaccine status became a symbol of your politics as opposed to a recognition of what was happening with the disease. If we were seriously discussing ways to lessen the effects of COVID, whether you talk about Trump, and I will admit, he may not have known everything that was going on because we were still learning things, but I think there was a moment that you knew well before the election of November took place. You would have said everybody lose 20 pounds because obesity is the, the um, comorbidity. Obesity, whether that leads to hypertension, diabetes, or whole sorts of things, uh, that is what led to people's deaths. They put down everybody is dying of COVID. No, they died of these six or seven things, and COVID is the thing that put them over the edge. And yes, long COVID is very real and has done great damage. My father has COPD. Never smoked a day in his life. COPD. He had COVID for like a day. He was down for a day and then he was like, all right, I'm fine. But you question what's happened to his lungs and it's very possible, as we've seen some of these other stories, that that's what it was. We don't deny that COVID was real and COVID had an effect. But as a, a killer, the idea that COVID did the killing versus the other things that somebody had and, and it was in a, that were serious, serious issues. The comorbidities is what matter. The amount of people who died of straight COVID, that's a very small number. So let's stop forcing this vaccine on people. Let's stop doing that in the military. Let's have a military that's prepared to fight and break things. Kill the enemy and break things. That's what I want. And I don't want them thinking about this anymore. I'm Tony Katz and this is Tony Katz Today. I honestly don't know what to make of the challenge to McCarthy that there's a challenge going on from Andy Biggs, who had already challenged Kevin McCarthy for House leadership and lost that vote. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Fox News has announced that Representative Andy Biggs of Arizona, he's going to challenge Kevin McCarthy uh, for the speaker position on the House floor. Uh, he put an op-ed in the Daily Caller. We cannot let this all-too-rare opportunity to effectuate structural change pass us by because it is uncomfortable to challenge the Republican candidate who is a creature of the establishment status quo or because the challenge is accompanied by some minimal risk. 
Of course, the conversation is, could you allow Democrats the opportunity to keep the Speaker uh, and, and elect the Speaker? And the Speaker doesn't have to be a member of Congress. That's always the most fascinating part. Biggs lost to McCarthy uh, for being the uh, leader of the Republicans, 188 to 31. I have no idea what's going to happen here. None. Zero. Um, I find it interesting. I find it very, very interesting. I don't see how McCarthy isn't, but I'm I, I'm open to see what's going to go down. Am I a fan of McCarthy? Meh. And that is just a terrible way to describe the guy who might be the next Speaker of the House. Find everything, TonyCats.locals.com. This is Tony Katz today.